We got up yesterday the Chavtaler Amid Aleph, 13 lines from the top. Ba'i minei, Rabbi Yosef, Pared Ram Nechunia, Rabbi Yehuda. If you realize that in those times, people slept without, without anything on, no pajamas, nothing. People slept, Chavtaler Amid Aleph, 13 lines from the top. People are sleeping with nothing on, just under the blanket. Covers, under the covers, there's nothing else. Two men that are sleeping in one bed. Mahu, what is the law? If they're facing each other and they're undressed, there's no question for sure they cannot say Shema because it's not proper. Let's say they both turn facing the other way, not facing each other. Is that proper enough for them to recite Shema? Remember, they're under the blanket, but they're not dressed. Not totally undressed. Yes, you have to be alone, wouldn't be a problem. Problem is that somebody else there is also undressed. And therefore what? The question is, can you say Shema facing the other way? They're both both covered together, but they're facing each other uncovered, under a blanket. Okay, okay. I understand, but nobody can see anything. In other words, it doesn't matter matter you can't see, just that they're facing it. You shouldn't lie there. So the question you is... You shouldn't lie down. Okay, so, so that... Okay, you're not allowed to. Put your side, you're allowed to. You are? Yeah, the side, you're allowed to. So the question is, if they face each other, goes without question, it's no good. Because Rashi says the hirur is no good. You think too much. But if you're not facing each other, perhaps it's okay. It's okay. Even if it's his wife. Even if it's wife. Yosef. Ishto? You make it sound like the wife is worse than somebody else, and if his wife is okay, for sure somebody else. No, 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 no. Adiraba, ishto kegufo. His wife is okay because his wife is like himself. So if they're facing the other way, it's okay. Acher laf kegufo. Somebody else, a stranger, another man, is not like himself, and therefore it is not okay. So comes that we have a machloket. We have a machloket. Shmuel and Rabbi Yosef. If two men are laying in bed undressed under the cover and they're not facing each other they're facing the other way can they say Shema but a wife everybody agrees it's okay and by a man it's a machloket I have a contradiction two men laying in one bed I'm saying the word men but it might not be but that's what it seems like each one can turn the other way and say Shema right now we don't know talking about what we're talking about exactly but it's somehow permitted to turn the other way and say Shema Tanya Chriti we have another Brayta Hayoshin Bimita somebody sleeping in the bed Vanab of Nei Beito Bitsido and the family members are with him Hareza Lo Yikra Kriyat Shema he cannot say Shema Elam Kain Hoyta Talit Mavseket Beinayim unless there's a garment that is between them, not facing directly it's each other. No yeah, nobody, no, nobody has no clothes on. Nobody, nobody has clothes on. If they're children, it's mutar. Now, we have a contradiction. Before you get to Shmuel and Rabbi Yosef, the two Braithat in itself are a contradiction. Braitha one, which is the first wide line, said they could turn the other way and reach Shema. Braitha two said, no, you got to put a garment in between. So that in and of itself is a contradiction. How are you going to answer that? So, Bishlam Rabbi Yosef. According to Rabbi Yosef, I could take care of it. Lokashia. Hobi ishto, hobi acher. According to Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef said that the wife is okay and a stranger not, is not, because ishto kegufo, I'll, I'll reconcile the two brighter. Brighter that says it's okay to turn the other way means wife. Brighter that says you have to have a garment in between means everybody else. 
that says everybody is okay, whether it's a wife and whether it's somebody else, it's okay. Kashya, how are you going to answer the brighter that says that turning the other way is no good unless you put a garment in between? Going to Rabbi Yosef, is it good? Which includes the wife. Even the wife, so you have a contradiction even according to you, Shmuel, that say, Rabbi Yosef, that says wife is okay and a stranger not. Because here it says wife, Banobu Bnei Beito includes wife, and it says it's not okay. So even you're not okay, Rabbi Yosef. So what are you going to have to answer? What are you going to tell me? He told Rabbi Yosef, it's a machloket tanaim. He did not mean tanaim. I hold a machloket by everybody. You're going to have to answer it's a machloket tanaim because you have a problem also. You say the wife is okay. Here it says, Banavu b'nei patel. Wife is not okay. You're going to have to answer it's a machloket tanaim. I'll say it's a machloket tanaim by everybody. Now, where did you see this bright that it means wife is a big point of contention? Yeah, it says Banavu b'nei Right, big problem. So Rashi tries to get out of it and saying it includes everybody. Tosfot doesn't like that. Tosfot says the girsa is to put in the word ishto. Because or else it's not so clear. But we have a contradiction. If you put in the word ishto, so you have one place ishto is okay, one place not. You have to say it's a machloket. So I could say it's a machloket by everybody. That's what he's going to answer. By everybody meaning by... by strangers. One says it's okay. One, one says, says it's not okay. Omer okay. we learned before. Say, but don't we, we try not to make a machloket? Try, but you have no choice. The brightest directly opposite to each other. We learned before, <coughs> so each one is two men. He's turning around and reading Shema. Problem is that in the backside of a person, it's also not so nice to be facing each other. A lot of say Shema when the backsides are facing each other. That well, also might be it. a problem. You don't see it, but it's uh, it's not so. It's hero. By the way, the word tomato in Ivrit comes from this word. That's why some Hasidim don't want to use the word Agvaniyah. They say it's Nivopeh. They call it tomato. Because the word tomato in Ivrit comes, <laughs> comes from the word Agvaniyah. It comes from this word. And that's why some people don't want to use tomato. They say tomato. They want to say Agvaniyah. Yeah, Adi Fisher writes in the Sefer, Birchas HaShabbos, the Gerer Rosh Hashiva, he writes that he doesn't want to use the word Agvaniyah because it comes from Nivulpeh. Hmm. That's what he writes. Okay. Try to prove to your Agavot don't have erva. Ha'isha Yoshevet, a woman's allowed to sit on the floor, and she's allowed to separate chala and make a bracha, aruma, when she's totally undressed. Because her erva is totally concealed when she's sitting down. Because Ish's erva sticks out, but a woman's erva is concealed. But the problem is, what about the agavot? What, what about the, the bottom? The answer is, which means the agavot. The answer is, Tirgim Rav Nachman by Yitzhak, on Shehoye Paneh, Tochot Bekarka. Talking about a situation where the ground is soft and she's able to stick a little bit into the ground and everything is covered. Amr Mar, we learned, The children are small, it's okay, even though they're undressed. But Kama, until what age? Amr Rav Chiz, the a girl until three years, until she's Ro'i for Bia. A girl until 11 is okay. A boy until 12. Why? That's when the girl could start showing and a boy could start bringing his hair. 
pubic hair. Until then, we say it's, it's impossible. It doesn't count. The breasts are getting prepared, starting to show. And the hair starts sprouting. If you remember on the bottom of the page, Rav said, even though Shmuel is Tiyufta, the Allah is like him about keeping the tefillin under your head. Says the Gemara. There we said, Hilchutu Kavati the Shmuel. Avgal Tiyufta the Shmuel. Hilchutu Kavati the Shmuel. Hachamai. Do we go like Shmuel over here also? Because Shmuel is one that's lenient and says everybody could say Shema facing the other way. Are all cloths woven in one cloth? Just because I said over there, it's like Shmuel. I have to hold like Shmuel over here. Itma, where it has been said, Allah is like Shmuel has been said. You can't say one is dependent on the other. There's hair from underneath, the pubic hair. Let's say it's sticking out. There's a hole in the garment and the hair is sticking out. Is that a problem as far as Shema goes? Karalai, he answered him, Sar, Sar, hair, hair, well, doesn't count. You could do it new, so we're... Standing, no, that's covered. He's not covered over here. Yes, he's he's dressed. There's something sticking out. Amrav Yitzchak, tefach be'isha erva. A tefach uncovered by a woman is considered an erva. Lamai, for what person? Uh, well, we see by ishta also for kriyachma purpose. We'll see. If you're talking about, you're not allowed to look at a woman in that situation... The Torah talks about all the clothing that they grab from Midianim. It mentions in one pasuk the clothing that they wear on the outside, outside garments, but those that are very, very intimate. Why did the Torah put in one pasuk the intimate garments with the outside garments? Whoever looks in a small finger of a woman for pleasure purposes, it's like looking at a place that's supposed to be concealed and somehow got revealed. In other words, it's like he's looking in the erva. So if he's looking for pleasure, what do you have to tell me that it's a tefach? Even less than a tefach should be a problem. Ella, like, like Izzy just said, he's talking about his own wife. And normally it's not a problem to look. Krishma, it's forbidden to say Shema when the tefach is uncovered. But less than a tefach, he could say Shema and there's no problem. Why is the wife different? She's still... You're allowed to look at your wife. When you're saying Shema? For pleasure. But less than a tefach, uncovered, yes. A tefach, no. Don't you say you should not should turn around? If she's uncovered. If she's not uncovered, you could say Shema. No. Why turn around? Amrav Chista. Says Rav Chista. Shok Isha erva. The shok, literally shok means leg. Now, what part of the leg is the shok? Mr. Brewer says it means the thigh. Others say it means the shin area between the... We'll see in a second. Between the shin and the ankle. That's the other side. But Mr. Brewer says shok means from the knee and up, which is the thigh. It's called an erva, the shok. To hear a woman singing... For example, his wife is singing, wants to say Shema, it's a problem. Because the Kol Isha is also an Arab. And since it's described as something very nice, it's probably an Erva. Here, and a woman. Even going, even going. If it's not live, it's questionable. Chacham has a whole thing about Um Khartoum. You heard of Um Khartoum? No, Khartoum, that's not talking about. 
So that's the question if it's okay. I'm going to say shit. That's right. That's the question. That's what Eddie just asked. Hear from a woman that's only a married woman, obviously. It's considered an erba. A single woman, the minag is to leave the hair uncovered. Agam Chamuvadia holds especially to cover the hair when they say Shema. But most, by and large, most people don't have that custom. And girls' hair is uncovered, but women's hair is supposed to be covered. I once saw Rebbe Shetolet Filaf. He hung up his tefillin on a hook. Meitvei, hanging up your tefillin on a hook. Said a tolat tefillin tefillah. Whoever hangs up his tefillin on a hook, yitlo lo chayav. Life is going to be hanging by a thread. Dor shechamurat or those that were doresh the psukim used to say, v'ayu chayachat luim lachami neged that your life will be hanging from you again. Is going to mean she a tolat tefillah. Whoever hangs up the tefillin on a hook, how could Rabbi do it? Lo kashim. Hanging from the ritzua is not respectful. By the bayit itself, that's okay. From the ritzua, it's not so nice because the ktsitsa is going down. Ktsitsa means the bayit itself. You have the parashio, that's called the ktsitsa. That is okay if you hang it on the hook, but the ritzua, that everything is upside down, that's not nice. Really talking about it doesn't make a difference. You're not allowed to hang full on either way. Rabbi hung it in his pouch, in the bag, in the karacha. If that's the case, what's the chidush? You might think that you're not allowed to hang up tefillin in a karacha like a sefer Torah. You can't hang in a karacha. You have to lay it down. Kamashon tefillin is different. I once saw Rabbi in the middle of his prayers, Sheikh He let out food, was called burping, and he yawned, and he sneezed, and he spit. So when Mashmesh a big door and he killed his lice and his garments, he did that all in the middle of him, he died, no problem. But if his talit fell off, he wouldn't put it back on, because that's a half sick. When he did yawn, he used to put his hand on his chin, but it shouldn't go. You saying he did all this, let his voice be heard when he's praying a reza miktani amuna. He has shows he doesn't believe Hashem hears his prayer if he says it low. Whoever says his prayer is really loud, he's like a false prophet because he's trying to say Hashem can only hear him if he screams like the Nevi'im do. Whoever does that, it's called Gava. Whoever sneezes in the middle of the prayer, it's a bad siman for him. It's a proof that he's a disgusting person. Did someone sneeze? Yes. He didn't sneeze. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Well, that's going to be the answer. Okay, right now we're thinking it's all from the top. So we're having over here, all the things that Rebbe did is being very, 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 very denigrated. This Braita. Megai, Mephai, that Rebbe did. Kaseruach, Mitatesh, Semenra, Machur, Harak, Mitfilato, Spitting, Kilrak, Mifnei Amelech. All these things that Rebbe did says over here is no good. How are you going to reconcile Rebbe's actions with this brighter? That that he burped and yawned is not a question. Sometimes it's unwilling. If you do it for free will, that's no good. If, you, if you, it just happened, what should you do? Sneezing and sneezing is a question. They're both not free will. On top is okay. On the bottom is not okay. This thing I got absorbed. I learned in Rabuna's 
Bet Majarash, with the Kidali, and it's worth to me, Kikula Talmudai. It's worth to me as if everything I learned, that's how important it is. Hamas somebody sneezes on the top from his mouth. Simon Yafalo, it's a good Siman for him. This rabbi used to sneeze a lot. So this was very comforting to him that sneezing in the middle of a prayer is good. Why? Because it's very comfortable for to sneeze. When you need to sneeze and you sneeze, you get relief. Just like on this world, they're giving him pleasure to relieve his tension. So this prayer will be accepted. We're still left on a question, spitting on spitting. Here Rebbe said spit, and here it says now to spit. You're allowed to spit if you do like Rabbi Yehuda. The Amr Rabbi Yehuda, by Omed B'tfilah, he was standing in the middle of the Amidah with his dam and grok, and he sees he has saliva in his mouth, and he has to get rid of it. Take your garment and put it into there. Let it absorb it. It's a nice garment. Put it in your turban. Turban has straps hanging down. Put it into your turban. Ravina was standing behind Rav Ash. He had saliva in his mouth. Patke, he threw it back. <coughs> Lachore, threw it backwards to the back of him. Amalei l'savalom I sneezed a sneeze into the ear. It landed, I know not where, but hard and cold with the looks of those in whose vicinity I had snows. Amalei l'savalom mar l'hod Rav Yehuda. It says Natan Maka l'Rav Yehuda. He must have been hitting right behind. Amalei l'savalom mar l'hod Yehuda. Avli ba'far kesuta. Don't you hold? You could supposed to put into your turban. I'm a very sensitive guy. I can't put things into my turban. You shouldn't raise your voice if you're able to concentrate quietly. If you're a person, if you say it quietly, you won't be able to concentrate. Not amongst people. I will be tzibur. If you're amongst people, you're going to bother everybody else. If Abba used to hide, he didn't want to face Rabbi Yehuda. Why? If Abba wanted to leave Babel and go up to Eretz Israel, and Rabbi Yehuda held it's forbidden. Whoever goes up from Babel to Eretz Israel over Ba'asei, transgresses in Asei. It says in Pasuk, Babelo you vow, you can be brought to Babel with Shama Yiu at Yom Pakti Otam Nu Mashem. There she just stay until the day I remember you, says Hashem. So Rabbi Yehuda told him not to go up, but he wanted to go. So he didn't ever went, went to see Rabbi Yehuda. One day, Amar he said, "Listen, I cannot stay away from the Bit Midrash forever. I want to hear something." I'll stand outside the Bet Midrash, outside Rashi says, and I'll hear something. Then I'll leave and go to Eretz Yisrael. But first let me hear something from the Bet Midrash. Azali went, he heard a Tana. Tana means a person that memorized Braita and recites it in front of Namara. So this Tana, this reciter of a Braita, I met him there. The Tani Kamit of Yisrael was reciting from Rabbi Yehuda. Somebody was in the middle of prayer and unwillingly air came out from his bottom. Mountain, he has to wait at Shikhla Ruach until it stops. And then he could return to, the, to prayer. It could the Amri. Others say, He sees it's coming. What should he do? Leave your Amida, go back for Amot, do what you got to do. And wait until it subsides. You could return to your prayer. Rabboni Shalom, he said, and he said this prayer, middle of the Amidah, you're allowed to say it. What is there someone behind you? It's Atani, Nikavim, Nikavim, Chalulim, Chalulim. You created me with 
hollow places and open places and closed places. You know, you know how much we're embarrassed in our lifetime. And it's going to be going to turn into worms. And he says that prayer. After he says that, he goes back and makom shapasa. Amalei says, Rab, Rab, who is this Rab? Abba, ilo bati l'shmo davazev. I would only come to hear this. Dayai would be enough to hear this. Great. They didn't say he had to take off his tefillin. Oh, that's true. He really should. He shouldn't. He left it. Further, tondur rabbanan, hoyoshim betalito. Somebody sleeping in a garment. Now, here we're talking about he's totally covered with his blanket even over his head. Now, if he would take his head out, nobody else is there. He's alone. If we take his head out of the blanket, that's as if he's fully dressed because the blanket becomes his robe. If you're laying under a blanket and you put your head out and the rest is covered, it's like you're wearing a robe. But the situation here was it's freezing and he can't take his head out of the blanket. He's under the blanket, totally covered. It's Siberia, it's 65 below zero. He can't take his head out from the blanket. And he wants to say Shema. What should he do? Chotzeh Betalito al-Savaro, pressed down with his garment on his neck, and that creates like a hefsake between his head and his body. Bekore kriyat Shema. Biyashomim, others say al-Libo. He has to press down on his heart. Tanikam haralibo roet to erva. According to Tanikam, if you don't press down on your heart, your heart is seeing the erva. And that should be a problem. Kasaba, this Tana holds, even though your heart sees the erva, there's no thing in between. What? You understand? You're here, the heart and the erva have to be separated with some garment, according to one rabbi. So if your blanket is on you, not separated, unless you press down on it. But if he tells you to press down by your neck, sure told you to press down by your heart. The second time it says press down by under your heart. So that's good. But the first time it says press down by your neck. So be, that's a problem because between your heart and the erva, there's no half second. If you press it down, what? The reason we wear a gartle is girl. not for that. The reason we wear a gartle, by the way, the reason we wear a gartle is a shulchan aruch. Shulchan aruch says even if you're wearing pants, mafzik libel erva, it's left to wear a gartle. Simon tzadik dalit orichayim, and the reason is because the Gemara says in Masechet Shabbat, daf yud amid aleph, you wear a gartle because that's hikon likrat elokecha Yisrael. Special, special, yes, yeah. and wash your hands and wear a gartle. And that's why you're supposed to wear a gartle, which is made for everybody, says, even if you have pants, you're supposed to wear a gartle. The question is why Svardim will always follow the run, don't wear a gartle. It should say, says, even though Yeshlo Azur, even though, can I have that please? Guys, go up and play God. Yeah, it's my fault. Rabbi, I told him that we were doing the uh, down first. The uh, halakha. That's a Semit Sadiq Aleph. Sarech lezor azor b'shat filah. You have to put on a gartel when you pray. Afilu yeshlo avnet. Even though he has a belt, she'en libero et erva. Still, you have to have a second belt. Meshum hikon. Maran, Maran, Khan Bet Yosef. You heard of him? He says it. <laughs> now, the reason the Sephardim don't do it, because they're relying on Chacham Ben Sion and others that say that since our garments are more fitted, it's already hikon without a belt. Those times the garments were loose. 
but out of belt, it's flowing. And, and our garments. More fitted, so well, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. <laughs> so how many belts do you have to wear? One. So according, if you have fitted clothing, you're good without any belt. Somebody's walking in dirty, mavui, in dirty alleyways, full of waste. He has to say Shema. He puts his hand on his mouth to cover his mouth. The He swears in the name of Hashem. What? What? Okay. Even if I would hear this from Yochanan's mouth personally, Lord Saitanle would even listen to him. If you're going in a dirty alley, told him, I swear in the name of Hashem, he says. I hear from his mouth. wouldn't listen to him. Did say that? say you to cover your mouth and do it? not understand the place where you can't say Torah. Because he's going to stand there thinking Torah and it's no good. I, according to him, it's okay if you cover your mouth. So why can't the Talmud Chacham be there? Lokash. Come, oh, made standing there, it's forbidden even to cover your mouth. Come, if you're walking, you're passing by and you cover your mouth, it's okay. all over the place, except the bathhouse, why can't you cover your mouth and do it? You can tell me the difference is because there is standing, it's forbidden. If you're moving, it's okay. But Rabbi Azali was walking, but Rabbi Yochanan walking. And he was reading Shema. When he came to a dirty ishtik, he was quiet, he stopped. When I pass out of this Mavui, to what part should I go back? Amalei told him, If you waited long enough to finish the whole thing, close the Rosh, go back to the beginning of Shema. So you see over here, Rabbi Yochanan held, he agreed to him that he's supposed to be quiet. Why didn't he tell him, you're allowed to talk while you're walking? You can walk while you talk. According to Rabbi Yochanan, you're allowed to walk while you, and talk while you walk, as long as you cover your mouth. So why was he agreeing to this rabbi that's supposed to be quiet? Should have told him, keep on talking. Yeah, I hold those severely. I don't hold like you. I hold you a lot to continue talking. You hold you have to stop talking. All your question to me was where you have to go back. I'll answer you according to your opinion. But you have to stop talking. I'll tell you where you got to go back to. If you procrastinate enough to finish the whole thing, if not, you can go back to where you stop. We have a proof to both of them from a brighter. Put your hand on your mouth for That's a proof to him. You're not allowed to do it. Even if you're already reading Shema, you got to stop. If you didn't stop and you kept on reading in the dirty alleyways, my, what do we say about this person? Did he say Kriya Shema? Is it good be the Avad? Is it not good according to this rabbi? The Pasuk describes him, I gave you laws that are no good, laws you can't live with. Meaning, if you did it this way, you tried to do the law, but that's not the way to do it. And not, you did it in a low tovim, not a good way, and you can't live with the laws this way. 
He didn't fulfill the law. Rav Asi Amar, Hoi Moshchei Avon Behavlei Shav. With thin ropes you bring Avera. We're doing such a thing just by talking, Rashi says. Just by doing a small thing like talking in the wrong spot, you bring an Avera on yourself. Rav Adabarahava you degraded the words of Hashem by doing it over there. If you did do it, what is your reward? The Torah says about him, with this thing, you will have long days. I'm going to do one more line. If you have a talit, like an apron, from your waist and down, even though you're uncovered from the waist up, imagine today we call that a bathing suit. You're allowed to say Shema. It's a bathing suit. You cover from the waist down. Yet a garment of begged of cloth, shall or from leather, shall sack from goat's hair. Hagura al matnav. You have it on your waist. Muta likra kriyat shema. Avul tefila. But prayer at shechaset libo. It's not enough because there you only befnei hamelech, and you got to pray with respect. You got to cover yourself up. From here you see that in the swimming pool you're allowed to make a bracha. If you're wearing a kippah and a bathing suit, you're allowed to wear a bracha, but you cannot pray unless you cover yourself up. Yeah, well, we're not saying Krishna did, but you can make a bracha. You're wearing kippah and a bathing suit, but you can't pray because that you have to have omit of that melech. You have to mechaset libo. You got to wear a garment. That's what it says over there. Well, it's shorts and long pants. Depends what the environment does. It's called respectful standing in front of a king. Would you stand in front of the king with short pants? If the answer is yes, be my guest. Would you? Yeah. Okay. So.